Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. By now, you have no doubt heard that Pope Francis has uh, called on the bishops of the world to consecrate Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and Jesus. Now, uh, we've been looking here at the United States, and it looks as though the overwhelming majority of dioceses and archdioceses of the United States will be participating. But to help us get an overview of what the significance of this event and uh, a bit of its history, uh, I've asked Peggy Stanton, our correspondent at large, requested in the afternoon to join us. Peggy is a dame of the Order of Malta. And she was ABC News' first female Washington correspondent. She's hosted many programs for us at Ave Maria Radio, including the Malta Minute with the Catechism. Peggy, good to have you here. Thanks. Good to be here, Al. Well, let's talk a little bit about this event. Uh, obviously, uh, Pope Francis doesn't just um, throw these things out there willy-nilly. Right. This is uh, He sees from, uh, real significance to this. Give us background on it, would you? Well, uh, you know, I think that uh, no one quite realizes uh, how significant and hugely important this could be for human history, really. Um, And uh, but I'm afraid the uh, actual results might not be so huge because it depends really on our response. Um, You know, there have been several attempts uh, at consecrating uh, Russia and, uh, well, Russia specifically to the Immaculate Heart of Mary as requested by Mary at Fatima in, uh, you know, when she saw the visionary beginning in 1917. Uh, And finally, in 1984, John Paul II uh, achieved... uh, the kind of consecration that uh, Sister Lucia, who was the last remaining visionary of the, the visionaries in Fatima, she uh, said yes, it had been done uh, correctly. Um, and, um, you know, in his consecration, John Paul II called Mary the mother of all peoples. And, uh, you know, Pope Francis uh, is dedicating this consecration not only to the consecration of Russia and Ukraine, uh, but when you read his full prayer and concentra- of consecration, it's for all of humanity, as as was John Paul II's in 1984. And frankly, I didn't realize that. Did you? No, I guess I didn't. Uh, to be honest with you. There has been so much confusion about these matters yeah. over the years that I've simply let it, uh, Sister Lucia was happy with it, I was happy with it, and I didn't really take a look at the fine print. You know, you bring up a really good point, Al, I, the confusion. I think that's just the diabolic uh, attempt to, uh, you know, restrain the whole thing uh, because it it could be so incredibly effective and we even have people, and you've talked about this uh, before, the confusion that is set up in uh, by people who think they're talking for the church, you know, have their mm-hmm. podcasts and so forth, and and they're trying to do it again with this consecration. Yeah. Um, but uh, in the um, 
document that I was looking at this morning, giving the history of all of this, it came from the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith. As you know, that that's the uh, group that works most closely with the Pope mm-hmm. in promulgating the truths of the Catholic faith. And um, Cardinal Bertone, who was then Secretary of State when uh, this particular document was written, he concluded uh, all the information on Fatima by saying, I think this is really, really important. The action of God, the Lord of history, and the, and the co-responsibility of man in the drama of his creative freedom are the two pillars upon which human history is built. What happens as a result of this consecration is not just what Pope Francis does. It's really what you and I do. Yes, yes. It, you know, do we do we not only tomorrow fast and pray along with the Holy Father, but do we all change our lives? Yes, amendment of purpose is, is always part of any uh, consecratory prayer. Uh, that's the expe- expectation, is that this is also not just a magic formula, but it is something which requires, the uh, again, the turning of the human heart uh, towards God and away from sin. This prayer of Pope Francis is quite elaborate. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know how it, I didn't compare it to what John Paul II did back in 1984, but uh, I was just surprised at uh, just how, again, how much is here and right. how much time is spent uh, as you go through the full text of it. You know, it takes you over what uh, looks like two full pages. Right. More than, more than two full pages. Right. Eight and a half by 11 sheets. Right. Um, what was, as you read it through, what were your impressions? Well, you know, uh, yeah, well, uh, the second paragraph uh, where he talks about uh, leading in from the uh, last line of the first paragraph where he says, Mother of Mercy, how often we have experienced your watchful care and your peaceful presence. You never cease to guide us to Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Then he goes on to say something that echoes, now you won't believe this, Abe Lincoln's, <laughs> cro- yeah, what he, in his call for prayer, a day of prayer and humiliation. And I'll, if you don't mind, I would read a section of just what, sure. what Francis says and then quote uh, Abe Lincoln. He's, this is Francis. Yet we have strayed from that path of peace. We have forgotten the lessons learned from the tragedies of the last centuries, the sacrifice of the millions who fell in two world wars. We have disregarded the commitments we made as a community of nations. We have betrayed people's dreams of peace and the hopes of the young. We grew sick with greed. We thought only of our dream, uh, our own nations and their interests. We grew indifferent and caught up in our selfish needs and concerns. We chose to ignore God. Yeah. Now, this is what Abe Lincoln said. There, there's a lot more to that, but I just want to compare these two. Uh, this is Abraham Lincoln in 1863, March 30th. And whereas it is the duty of nations as well as of men to own their dependence upon the overruling power of God, to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, 
yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon, and to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history, that those nations only are blessed whose God is the Lord. And inasmuch as we know that by his divine law, nations like individuals are subjected to punishments and chastisements in the world, may we not justly fear that our awful calamity of civil war, which now desolates the land, may be but a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins to the needful end of our national reformation as a whole people. We have seen we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has grown, but we have forgotten God. And, of course, it goes on to huh. elaborate how it, But isn't that interesting? That is. That is. The parallels are, are really amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, so what are your thoughts on this, Al? Well, I, again, I think I'm glad to see that Pope Francis uh, got out in front uh, on this. The, so often uh, those who are in positions of religious or spiritual authority mm-hmm. uh, spend their time uh, offering opinions or exhortations to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, when in fact their greatest service to us is to function as uh, someone who mediates between uh, God and man, mm-hmm. it, especially within the Catholic tradition. Mm-hmm. Our priests, our bishops, uh, our pope uh, play a mediatorial role. And so it's important for him to show by leadership that he is a praying man, and we are to follow him in that. Uh, We expect this example. And I do think that one of the things that is different between uh, the United States today and the United States at the time Abraham Lincoln Mm -hmm. uh, gave that uh, prayer is that he could could look upon the American people as largely Mm -hmm. uh, a Christian nation. Right. Right. Uh, not formally so, but but sociologically, it was right. filled with Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, no president would dare do that today. Right. Um, and I do think it's interesting. It forces us to remember that when we talk about our people, we have to remember our people is, first of all, the baptized, right. those who are united uh, with Christ through faith and baptism. And so the Holy See is calling upon our people that is, the baptized throughout the world, and by implication, all humans of goodwill, uh, to take, take, a, take the opportunity to exercise divine causality here. Mm-hmm. We can actually make a difference in history right. by calling upon the Lord, by uniting our hearts, uh, in this case, with the Holy See, with other uh, of the baptized throughout the world, uh, and by uniting ourselves uh, with, again, as one people, and offering this prayer uh, to God, we might, in fact, have uh, like a powerful uh, impact 
on history. We don't know what the future holds, but we always say we know who holds the future. Mm-hmm. And our prayer always recognizes that. So I'm, I'm just pleased that, you know, I'm, uh, as a Catholic, that I'm part of a community, part of a mystical body uh, that can act in this intercessory way, in mediatorial way. So yes, I, I, this is... But you don't... Yeah. Oh, oh, we... Well, the music's coming up here, Peggy. Why don't you hang on just a moment, okay? okay. And we'll All see right. if we can come back and continue the conversation. Okay. All right? All right. I'm Al Cresta. With me is Peggy Stan, our correspondent at large, as we take a look at this consecration of Ukraine and Russia that uh, is being led by uh, Pope Francis. We'll be right back. Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. With me, our correspondent at large, Peggy Stanton, taking a look at the act of consecration that Pope Francis has uh, decreed for tomorrow. Uh, We are also looking at the text, which is now available uh, for basically the consecratory prayer. But it's just really very rich. Um, It says, we have strayed from the path of peace. We have forgotten the lesson learned from the tragedies of the last century, the sacrifice of the millions who fell in two world wars. We have disregarded the commitments we made as a community of nations. We have betrayed people's dreams of peace and the hopes of the young. We grew sick with greed. We thought only of our own nations and their interests. We grew indifferent and caught up in our selfish needs and concerns. We chose to ignore God, to be satisfied with our illusions, to grow arrogant and aggressive, to suppress innocent lives and to stockpile weapons. We stopped being our neighbor's keepers and stewards of our common home. We have ravaged the garden of the earth with war, and by our sins we have broken the heart of our Heavenly Father, who desires us to be brothers and sisters. We grew indifferent to everyone and everything except ourselves, and now with shame we cry out, Forgive us, Lord. So, Peggy, as you were pointing out in the last segment, this is a prayer which uh, requires uh, our participation, which mm-hmm. means our turning from sin and turning yeah. towards God. It exactly. requires repentance. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, and, and um, going over uh, the prophecies uh, and pleas of Our Lady uh, in Fatima, uh, Sister Lucia revealed to uh, the Pope that the final battle between the serpent and the Savior, that's my wording now, yeah, Sister I Lucia's, like um, is over marriage and the family. Yeah. And, and uh, it, which, you know, the congregation of the faith talks about the what a you know the pillar of society of the human race really is the family and once that disintegrates uh you know we fall into ruin which we see right now they mm-hmm. point out um so what we have to do is realize that 
we the ba- you talked about we the baptized and yeah pope francis is asking we the baptized to take on responsibility for all of hu- not only ourselves but all of humanity by one simple act just changing ourselves think about it yeah. i change me you change you yeah. Uh, Dan changes Dan. (laughs) If we all did that one simple act, we changed ourselves, humanity would change. We don't have to point to this guy over there or this girl over here. She needs to change and he needs to change. I just have to look in the mirror and say, hey, you need to change. Right? Right? Absolutely. I mean, prayer always does it. Prayer brings us into the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And in the presence of God, we see ourselves uh, in both our our greatness uh, in that we're created mm-hmm. by this God, but right. we also see our flaw. Mm-hmm. We see our, uh, our our sins of concupiscence are before us. Um, but I, I, do you think that? Let me ask you this: Do you think that uh, this uh, corresponds? Is this a, an echo of what John Paul II did in 1984? Uh, it is quite similar, uh, but I- in tone and in meaning, I think it's similar. In wording, it's different. And in a way, I like, uh, I love John Paul. He, I'm, I'm a great fan of his. But I, I almost like Francis more because in a sense, it's more urgent, a little more concise, uh, or maybe it simply speaks to what we're going through right mm-hmm. now. And he asks for all humanity. You know, when I started out talking about we we the baptized, mm-hmm. he's asking us to take on this responsibility, do, do penance, uh, fast, uh, pray, because God made every single human creature on this earth, whether they believe in him or not. Mm-hmm. And through our acts of penance and fasting, for for changing ourselves, we help to bring about uh, conversion of others, right? Yeah, uh, very much. I I did want though to also you when we were speaking off the air earlier today, mm-hmm. you pointed out that uh, the date March twenty right. fifth mm-hmm. uh, has a special significance. Uh, you'd like to to lay that out for us? Yeah. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it is quite significant because on the 25th of the month, every month for now comes uh, close to 40 years. I don't know whether she did it on the 25th of the month right from the beginning of the apparitions in Medjugorje. But Our Lady gives a message from uh, to the visionaries in uh, Medjugorje, Maria, uh, a message for the world on the 25th of every month. So on March 25th, tomorrow, will be the Blessed Mother's message to the world. Uh, So I'm fascinated to uh, see what it will be, and it's fascinating, the uh, conjunction of the two, I think. And, and of course, all this occurs on the Feast of the Annunciation as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is is actually one, and also the Feast of the Annunciation is one of those... uh, Feast that is almost universally celebrated throughout right. uh, Christianity. The Orthodox celebrate it. Anglicans do. Lutherans mm. do. Certainly Catholics uh, do. It's a major Marian feast. 
and we consider it a solemnity, you know, in the Catholic right, Church. Right, right, So we've got um, well, so and many also things corresponding uh, here, kind of coming together. One more thing that corresponds is I noticed the time in Rome is 5.40 p.m., and that is the time of the apparition in Medjugorje. Really? That occurs daily, right? Okay. It's five, it uh, was used to be 5.40, yeah. used to be the time. Huh. It's um, well. I might as well ask again. We uh, on this program we usually keep focused on the uh, the approved apparitions, uh, right, but right. but it's still at, worth pointing out that Pope Francis has uh, continued the investigation here. And what is tell us what the status uh, of Medjugorje is at this time? Yeah. Well, the. Um his first uh, pastoral—that's uh, my own <laughs> definition of it—representative uh, uh, to Medjugorje, who was who lived there permanently, was Archbishop Heinrich Hoser, uh, who has just died in July, and and Pope Francis appointed a new a pastoral representative, uh, an archbishop. But Archbishop Hoser, before he died in June, he said. Um, and I mentioned to the, you this on a show before, de, the church, he says, has de facto recognized Medjugorje in that, number one, he was appointed, you know, a, an archbishop appointed by Pope Francis to uh, oversee the pastoral concerns in Medjugorje, uh, and secondly, that the pope has allowed uh, official pilgrimages any parish in the in the world can now officially sponsor a pilgrimage to Medjugorje, which could not be done until very recently. And and uh, as uh, Dr. Mark Maravalli said, can you imagine the Pope saying, "You may now have an official pilgrimage right. to a false apparition"? <laughs> right, right. No, it's it is it is strange. Uh, one wishes, of course, that they'd. Uh, just come straight out and, yeah. and get this, uh, you know, <laughs> tie, tie, the, tie the knot on this. And Maybe so. the Blessed Mother will do that by linking it today. <laughs> today. Well, John Paul uh, is alleged uh, to have said and quoted as saying, Medjugorje is the uh, fulfillment of Fatima, so we shall see. Yeah. Well, that'll be it'll be fascinating once uh, the uh, might say the official word or the official verdict comes in, mm-hmm. uh, because that will then uh, launch uh, increased uh, uh, study and discussion uh, regarding its status. Either way, uh, well, we pilgrims, uh, <laughs> those of us, millions of pilgrims whose lives have been changed by going there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are some testimony to the fact we're still working on ourselves? I mean, I say we have not acquired halos as of yet. <laughs> well, maybe some have. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's um, no. There's no doubt that there's been a. Well, I mean, one of the strongest arguments that people bring up uh, to its authenticity is change lives. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be. It, it wouldn't surprise me, of course, uh, to see the church. Uh, render a verdict, a positive verdict on this. So, uh, The consecration will be part of a penance service that will begin at 5 p.m. Rome time 
Uh, it's noon Eastern time. And the prayer of consecration is expected to be around 6.30 Rome time. That's one thirty Eastern. Most U.S. dioceses are praying the consecration at noon Eastern. So check with your local diocese for details. And, of course, live coverage from Rome can be seen on EWTN television or EWTN's website. The text for this is easily available. Is that right? Right. right. It's a Catholic news agency has it. Um, and I would think Alatia would have it, too. Uh, and and uh, actually... Your executive producer, Brian Shenley, sent me wonderful information on where to get it. Good. We'll have it okay. posted, of course, in the uh, Ave Maria website, AveMariaRadio.net. And Peggy, thanks. Always great thanks, talking Ed. with you. It's very helpful, again, keeping our attention focused on this consecration tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks, Al. Peggy Stanton is our correspondent at large here at Creston in the Afternoon. I'm Al Creston. <laughs> 